And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. NBA playoffs in full swing, now we are on to the conference finals, and I wanted to talk today about two of the league's biggest teams, most popular teams, and what losses meant to them, and I'm talking about the Houston Rockets and the Philadelphia 76ers, and I wanted to talk first, we'll lead off with the 76ers, and for years, it's been called the process, right? tanking, getting good young players to build around. But now the process has shifted to the decision. No, not the LeBron James decision, but the decision of what this team needs going forward. This offseason, we talked a lot about LeBron James and what could happen with him in Los Angeles, what, of course, will happen with Kevin Durant and Kyrie. But to me, the thing no one's really talked about is the 76ers. They're, to me, the one team that can be significantly impacted this offseason. Well, what do I mean by that? They have two impending free agents. I think they're going to have to make a decision what young star to build around, and can they keep the good pieces that they have on their bench? And I'm not sure that they're going to be able to keep everyone. In fact, I don't think they're going to be able to keep any everyone, and the decisions they make of what players to invest in now will determine the future of this franchise for the next decade. I know, I know, I know. That is a lot of pressure. But think of it this way. For just the free agents, they have to figure out what they're doing with Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. Both are free agents and both are due for a max contract. Each, Everyone on this team, all their decisions, it isn't clear cut. Butler is an cr- incredible player but has had baggage and has been noted to be difficult to play with. Harris is a very good player, but do I think he should be paid like a max player and a top three on the team? No. He's a very good player. He's not a great player. Ben Simmons is an incredible guard with a great size and great defending ability and really good at getting to the rim, but he can't shoot. And Joel Embiid is a generational talent but he can't stay healthy and has a litany of injury issues moving forward. I'm not even getting to J.J. Redick, who is arguably the team's best shooter, but if they're going to invest money in Butler and Harris, he will likely be off the team. There's a lot of big decisions, which is fascinating with Philadelphia, because you can see this team constructed in a lot of different ways. And we saw the process, getting these good young players there. Now they have the decision of, what players from the process to invest with. Personally, I think it should be Ben Simmons. People say, well, he's not a great shooter. But when you saw him on the court without Embiid, he was great, especially getting it to shooters. I think if you built the team around Ben Simmons and you got shooters around him, this would be a great basketball team. It would shift to what the game is going to. The thing is, I'm not sure they're going to do that because they have a big dilemma what to do with Embiid. Embiid is by far the most talented player currently on this team, and you could make the case the most popular player on this team. But here's the problem, and there's a lot of them. It's his health. He's missed more games than he's played in his 76ers career, and it has come out he needs six treatments just to play in a game, and he has ankle injury, back injury, and he has a weight issue as a big guy. That's not good for a guy who's supposed to be in his prime right now. And I think if you were to trade him, you would get the most value now. Because if he has another major catastrophic injury, his value is going to diminish greatly. I think you can sell Hyde right now on him. 
It might not, it won't be popular in Philadelphia, but if you can get good pieces around Ben Simmons, I would do that. But there's a lot of decisions they're going to have to make. Do you want a core with Butler in it? Do you think he'd be a better fit? He was great for the 76ers, and I really like Butler as a player, but he is very difficult to play with. So that's another decision this team's going to have to make. And I do like Harris, but if they're going to give him a max deal, that's going to limit what they can do in terms of a bench and in terms of three-point shooters. To me, Philadelphia's the most fascinating because this team, to me, out of the four big guys... They're going to have to at least invest in two. And if they do somehow get three, they're not going to have any bench. And it's going to be those three. And for Philadelphia, this is a big decision because they've been building this for years and finally have a great basketball team. But the decisions you make of what players you invest in. And to me, the one player you have to is Ben Simmons because he fits the game now. And I know he's not a great shooter, but he can attack at the rim and he is great at setting up three-point shooters. I would not invest in Embiid. I think he is a tremendous talent, but I am concerned with the injuries, especially as a big guy. We've seen big guys, when they start to get hurt, it doesn't get better. When Greg Oden's starting to get injury after injury, it never got better, and he was out of this league. And Embiid is an incredible talent. But when you've missed over half of your career games in your 20s, that's concerning to me. And I get that when he is healthy, when he is right, he's the best player on the floor for the 76ers, and I get that. But I would try to sell him high, but if they do invest in him, it's going to send a clear message, and they're going to have a big decision to make with Embiid. Personally, I would try to invest in Ben Simmons first, but it'll be fascinating to see what they do because they have a big decision with Butler and Harris. They're going to have to figure out the cap space. They're going to figure out what guys. Now, could Harris and Butler maybe take a slight discount? Maybe. Maybe they can get them on a one-year contract, but it will be fascinating to see where they go. Could Butler parlay this into a big contract somewhere else? Could he go to a different destination? There's a lot of moving parts this offseason in the NBA, which have grabbed the headlines, obviously. We talked about Kyrie. We talked about Durant. Now with LeBron. But to me, the most fascinating is the Sixers, because not only could we see one star move, we could see potentially two stars move, we could see a completely different makeup, and for 76ers fans, I think this has to be frustrating, because to me, this was a great team, and maybe your best chance to get to the finals. I still think the Sixers will be a very good team, but the issue they're going to have is they had four great players on the floor this year. And it's going to be very hard to keep them. And at the most, I can see them maybe somehow keeping three, but it's more likely two in the long term. And I understand Sarai may lose Kawhi in the offseason. I understand that the Celtics may lose Kyrie Irving during the offseason. But to me, this was a great opportunity to the 76ers, and they were not able to get it done. But to me, they are the most fascinating story because the process has now turned into the decision of what stars to keep in Philadelphia. I had to talk about this, and I made a prediction, and I didn't go on the show with this, but I did talk to a couple people, and they thought I was nuts, and that's with the Rockets. I said that Golden State was going to win Game 6, and everyone I had talked to says, oh, it's going to go back to Oracle, it's going to be a Game 7, and here's the reason why people are saying, oh, they don't have a bench, Golden State, they're they're hurt, they're, gonna, they're not going to be able to come out and play well, and I said, there's two problems working against the Rockets right now. The first problem is, 
Did you notice how gassed they look when they were moving the ball on the floor? Without Durant to stifle some of the ball movement, they were playing a faster pace, and it wore the Rockets out. And the second thing, and most important, as I said, Golden State's in their head. Golden State is in the Rockets' head. I said, the Rockets, whenever they have a moment to step up, they never do. They are not a step-up franchise. And after this loss to Golden State, I can say it now, the window for the Rockets has officially closed. They'll still be a great team. They'll still be a fun team to watch. They'll still be a playoff team. They might even get a good playoff run. But can we stop saying that they're the one team that can knock off the Warriors? Because they have had multiple opportunities to do that, to step up, and they fail. Last year, they had a 3-2 lead. Couldn't get the job done. This year, it was even better. Kevin Durant, Game 5, leaves the court. Rockets have a golden chance to not only beat the Warriors, who now don't have Durant, they have a chance to sneak a win and go back to Game 6 with a 3-2 lead in home court to finish off the Warriors. But instead, they can't. And James Harden is a fantastic player. But one thing I have noticed about him and Russell Westbrook is they are phenomenal in the regular season. But in some ways, I think they have to pace themselves moving forward. Now, what do I mean by that? They put up great numbers. They go hard in the regular season. But have you noticed how by the time they get to the playoffs, by being the man, by being the focal point of the offense, by going 1,000% in the regular season, they're gassed. Westbrook looks gassed in the first round. Harden looked gassed against the Warriors. And for the, I mean, this was a guy who we're talking about a potential MVP candidate. He had three shots in game five in the fourth quarter. Three shots. Three shots. Really? And for everyone saying the Warriors dynasty is going to end when Kevin Durant leaves, can I just remind you that before Kevin Durant got there, they won 73 regular season games and were a Kyrie Irving shot from winning back-to-back NBA titles. In some ways, Durant leaving could be a blessing in disguise because what does one thing Golden State not have? It's a bench in depth. I mean, they're paying Boogie Cousins this year. They're also paying Durant. If they're not there next year, this team can afford to get another shooter or two. They can build up their bench. And in some ways, I think Curry would want it that way. Because if you look, Curry over the last two games, when Durant's not there, there's better ball movement. There's better open shots for him. It's hard because when you have Durant on the floor, he is the best player in the world right now. He's going to have to get his shots. You're going to have to get him the ball. But without him, there's more ball movement. More people can get involved. Have you noticed how Draymond looks five years younger now? It's because he's being involved. He's being an integral piece. He's not the fourth man in the group anymore. And for Golden State, they're having great ball movement. They're shooting incredibly well. They look ready. And people are saying, well, they can't win without a tie. They can't win a tie without Durant. Well, I disagree with that. I completely disagree with that. You look at them, they look just as good, if not better. In games where Durant didn't play, they're 29 and 4 coming into this series. <laughs> now they're 31 and 4 if you count game five. And if you don't, they're 30 and 4. They are fine without Durant. Durant, when he came there, he was a luxury item. 
He wasn't an integral piece. He has helped elevate this warrior franchise and this dynasty. But if he were to leave, they will be more than fine. But for the Rockets, they're stuck. They're stuck because Chris Paul they're paying a lot of money to. And I love Chris Paul, but he disappeared in this series. He absolutely disappeared. There were times I was looking for him. Like, is, is he missing? Do we need to put Chris Paul's face on a milk carton? Because I don't see him out there. But he was on the floor. The Rockets are trying so desperately to be the next Warriors. Did you notice how in Game 6 they shot more three-pointers than the Warriors? I mean, they're trying to do everything to be the Warriors and beat the Warriors, but they can't. I think there's a psychological block for this Rocket team that Golden State, they are in their heads. And it's not going to get better because now they had a chance without Kevin Durant there to beat them, and now they couldn't beat him without Kevin Durant. Even if Durant doesn't come back, you really think the Rockets are going to say, be confident, saying, well, you know, Clay and Steph beat us up pretty good last year in the playoffs. We can, we got this. No. You look, this team, they're getting older. Chris Paul's going to be another year older. James Harden's going to be another year older. And while I still think Harden is great in the postseason, he shrinks. Everyone shrinks in the postseason because you play better defenses. And more importantly for Houston, What hurts them is during the regular season, they flop a lot. They get a lot of fouls. In the postseason, referees, they don't want to decide the game. They're going to swallow the whistle. They're going to let more physical play happen. And you could see it. That threw the Rockets off early in the series because they were looking for calls. And the refs are like, we're not going to call you flailing your leg out on the three-point shot. We're not going to give you the foul. We are not going to decide this game. And for people saying that the Warriors were the team that was ruining basketball and would be the boring dynasty, could you imagine the Rockets having a dynasty? You know, flopping and free throw shooting. Yes, that's what I want to see when I watch an NBA game. But for this Rocket team, can we stop? It is dead now. We cannot say with a straight face anymore that this is the team that can compete with the Warriors and take them out. They are not a legitimate title contender. Until you beat Golden State, I cannot take them seriously. It's like Ric Flair once said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And time and time and time again. And the Rockets have had great opportunities. They had a lead last year. This year, they could have had a 3-2 lead. And even when they were down 3-2, Kevin Durant wasn't on the floor for Golden State. And they blew it again. I like the Rockets. I like James Harden. They're going to be a good team. They're going to win playoff series. They're going to be exciting. But we cannot continue to say this is the team that can beat the Warriors. This is the team that can dethrone the dynasty. This is a team that can win a title. Until they go through Golden State, that's not happening. They have had multiple opportunities. And even without Durant, I think that the Warriors are so much in the Rockets' head, it's going to be a mental block for this team going forward. They're limited in what they can have with the Chris Paul contract. They are limited moving forward. They're going to be another year older next year. Golden State, if they don't get Durant, they're going to have money to invest in bench pieces and getting another shooter and getting another role player and getting another big to be a rim protector. They can build out their lineup a little bit more. They can get a little bit more size. They can get a little bit more physical on the bench to match up with the Rockets. The Rockets are stuck with the roster that they have. And... The last two years, they had their shots. They had their shots to take out Golden State and prove 
that they could be the team to win a title, and they haven't done it. They have not done it. And for me, I still think the Rockets will be great. They'll be entertaining. But if anyone says they're the team that can take out the Warriors next year, they're a legitimate title contender, stop. Stop. We've been saying this for years now, and it still hasn't happened. Definition of insanity is seeing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And the Rockets have had multiple opportunities, great opportunities, golden opportunities to take out the Warriors, and they can't do it. They can't do it. I think Parviska's Harden is so aggressive in the regular season that he's worn out by the time we get to the playoffs. But I'm telling you, this team... We can't consider them a legitimate title contender. And I'm looking at the West right now. Nuggets look pretty good, and they're young. Portland looks pretty good, and they're young. There's a lot of good young teams coming up in this division, in this conference. And the Rockets, they'll be good. They'll win 50 games. They'll make it to the postseason. But to me... James Harden and this Rocket team, they're going to be one of those great NBA teams where, like, they were great, but they didn't win a title. Those Utah Jazz teams were great with Carl Malone, but they didn't win a title. Those New York Knicks teams of the 90s, they were great, but they never won a title. They're going to be one of those teams, and James Harden's going to be one of those players. He was great. He was one of the best players. He was arguably the best one-on-one player in basketball. But they couldn't get through Golden State. And they couldn't win a title. So for the Rockets, that window has closed. Houston, we have a problem. The Warriors are in Houston's head. Even without Durant. Even when Durant leaves. Houston... You are no longer a title contender. You'll be good, but we cannot continue to say you are the one team that could potentially take out the Warriors because you've had the opportunities and you failed again and again. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you for joining us here today. Make sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter with the handle at Rich Sports Talk. You can check us wherever podcasts are available, Apple and iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Spreaker, and SoundCloud. Once again, thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Reach out to us, richforcetalk at gmail.com if you'd like to get on. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports